How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Blind. I am your host, Chris Adams. If you're listening to us on Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever you got going on and how you're listening to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave a review, comment on there, give me some feedback. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the shares, the likes, the comments on the post. It uh, makes a huge difference and it helps us grow. It's the end of another month. We've had another great month of uh, downloads, listen, new listeners. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. If you're not following along on social media, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Type in BTBN, hit that like button so you can start following what's going on. And uh, I'll let you know when there's new episodes coming up and uh, going down. All the giveaways and stuff like that are on there. If you haven't joined the closed group, type in BTBN podcast and ask to join the group. I'll get you put in there. And that's kind of where we do uh, some of the talking about what's going on, what ideas, who you want me to talk to, that different type of stuff. It's the best way to get a hold of me. Anyway, um, this will come out on Friday. It's Thursday night. I've got another good one for you guys. He came on uh, about a month and a half ago. It was a really good episode. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, Yeah, today we'll try to get into a little more. Another uh, call maker, world champion, competition caller, and uh, he's one of the greats, man. One of the best all time. So without any further ado, Mr. Hunter Grounds. What's going on, Hunter? How are you, man? Oh, doing good. Doing good. Uh, just, uh, just got in, uh, doing a little fishing, and uh, just got the batteries put on charge, and uh, want to get something to eat and call it an evening. So. You have a, a tournament tomorrow, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's just a, a little evening deal that uh, uh, that uh, they little, the little club putting on. So try to go, gonna try to go, uh, gonna try to uh, go see what we can't do. Yeah, man, you had a you had a tournament last time. I think we talked too. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, there's one you can find around here about every weekend if you want to. Do you guys have a lot of lakes and stuff pretty close to you? Yeah, yeah, there's several um, several lakes uh, around, and then you can go to you know Kentucky Lakes about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes from here, and then uh, uh, there you know you can go to the Ohio River, and uh, that's about an hour. Or so uh, it's um, there's, there's a lot of different uh, different lakes, you know, clear lakes, uh, you know, shallow lakes. It's uh, we got we got a pretty good variety around here. Nice man, what are you so, what are you fishing for tomorrow? Are you doing a smallmouth tournament? Uh, it's all around here. We got large mouth until you, you know, go like below the Kentucky Dam. Um, you know, there's small mouth down there, but all around here, right here, close to the house, is all um, mostly large mouth. There's a few small mouth in uh, Kincaid, and I heard there's a, you know, there's a few in Lake of Egypt, but um, I've not caught any personally. But I do know there's some, there's some in there, but that, there's not that many. Nice so. man. It, have you guys been catching any of this rain, dude? I've in the middle of Missouri, it has been storming the last three days, pretty hardcore. We got we got um, we got some rain uh, the last few days, and we got. As a matter of fact, we just got we got caught in one right here before we come in uh, this evening, and uh, just a nice little nice little shower. And uh, but um, it's it's definitely uh, um, it's making the grass grow. That's for sure, <laughs> dude. I don't think I've mowed in two weeks, and I think I can get away one more week. And. Uh, yeah, it, it looks. It still looks good. Still looks like golf course grass. But I know another week if we keep getting this freaking rain, man, it's gonna be out of control. Oh, uh, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm gonna have to bail mine. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad, but it's, it, I like to keep it, you know, keep it pretty, you know, pretty clean. And uh, but it's just it, you know, keeps raining and raining, and uh, you know, all you're gonna do is just make it look even worse than what it does, you know, by clumping up and you know, ripping it up. So, oh yeah, but. you freaking just sit there and you know have the sun baking on the the clear parts, and then you got all the wet grass underneath. The head yeah, you can almost you can almost sit there and watch it grow once the sun comes out. You know, it's a uh, it's growing, but I, it's getting to be those dog days of summer, and uh, you know it's starting to be the starting to be the down downhill slide uh, a little closer each uh, each evening, each morning to to killing. So I'm uh, I'm getting ready for that too. So dude, it's close. It's uh, yep. tomorrow's what the last day of July. So when this comes out, t- the next day will be August. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, I'm getting pretty fired up about it. I. Uh, I still got quite a bit of fishing to do, but uh, you know, I just uh, uh, I'm 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 getting pretty excited about uh, about killing something. So it's uh, you know, dove season's right around the corner, and uh, um, you know, if you like squirrel hunt, you know, squirrel season's um, you know, it's it's right here. So um, it's it's upon us. Yeah. Do you uh, do you get out early and do any kind of early season honker stuff or anything like that? You know, I have I have a little I have maybe a couple times around here. But uh, I really I, normally I don't mess with them. I am they're, they're, uh, they're a good friend of mine, Moral Tomasetti. Um, he had uh, his daughter Libby had uh, cystic fibrosis in Libertyville, Illinois, and they uh, they had a deal for uh, up till she, when she was eighteen. Um, she's twenty something now, but um, they had a, uh, an event for her every year, you know, to raise money for cystic fibrosis, and um, and they. Uh, now he's doing some, uh, it's a cast and blast deal in, in memory of, uh, of dad. Uh, it's September, I think it's September 9th, 10th, 10th and 11th that weekend right there. So I'm going to go up there, um, uh, and shoot, uh, shoot some honkers, uh, you know, that, those two days. But, um, other than that, I'm, I don't normally mess with, uh, you know, shooting the early geese. Right on, man. My buddy freaking sent me a, a message. He's going to Nodak in like two weeks. And I was like, dude. For the amount, it's like an 18-hour drive for us, and, uh, you know, you got to get up there and scout and look, and they're so finicky early season. I was like, we might get two hunts out of, you know, six or seven days up there. I yeah. Like, I really, really want to, but, <laughs> you know. Well, see, the, it, it, uh, is, is it South Dakota or North Dakota? I think they can shoot, you know, there's a... I think it's ten or something. It's a, it's an, a big amount, you know, per person. I think you know ten or fifteen. I think I don't know if it's South Dakota or North Dakota. I'm not sure. But. I think North Dakota is fifteen for their. Is it fifteen? That's, that's crazy, dude. That's way too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's too many. I mean, it's we well, got to pack them out. I mean, fifteen of them. That's that's about uh, that's that's a couple of trips just you packing the you know what you kill out, let alone the the decoys and the everything else. So, but. Um, uh, that's a, I would like to do it. I mean, it, that's that's where I don't know about this Canada deal. If um, you know, I've not heard about what um, are they going to let anybody in or what what the stipulation is on that. I know if, um, I've been hearing a lot of guys talk. You know, if they don't let you know just you know let them in or whatever, there to be a lot of people go to North Dakota. You know, um, but I mean, it don't matter what whether they shut here, there, down, or everywhere. There's somebody's going. They're going to find a place to to go kill something. You know, if they got that passion. So. Um, I'm anxious to see what you know what this year's going to bring as far as uh, you know what that you know holds uh, you know if they let uh, you know anybody or whatnot go go across the border. I don't know. I don't even. I'm not even heard what's going to be even going on really. But uh, man, it'll be interesting. I, 
I feel bad for the the guides, the people that you know go out there and guide all early season, you know, Americans. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, if you're at this point in August and you go up there and guide for two months, you know, at the beginning of the season, I w- I would be canceling, man. I'd be trying to find something else because they they keep pushing it thirty days with the borders and. Dude, in Missouri, they just announced yesterday in Missouri that they're canceling all uh, MDC ground, like, managed hunts. So, like, you know, where you go stay in the poor line or do all the reservation hunts. All of that stuff is shut down until mid-October, which doesn't really affect duck season. But, you know, like, teal season and stuff like that, they're they're already pushing that stuff off, man. I don't have a lot of hopes that it's going to be open during regular season. And uh, I don't, I don't really hunt those places. I hate, you know, getting on the draw lines and all that nonsense. It's not for me. But uh, it's, it's really weird, man. Yeah. Well, see, you know, I heard Doug listen to that podcast. Uh, you know, you had with Corey Nickham, and you know, he, he goes up there uh, for you know quite a while, man. And I mean, that's that's a that's a big part of his you know income, you know, for him now that 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 time. And um, you know that you know if he don't get to go up there, and you know whether he gets to go up there for a week, I mean, either way, if it's if it's shortened up, you know, the guys like that, they're they're going to be, you know, that that's a that's just that's that I hate, I hate to hear that, you know, and and you know financially and and uh, uh, you know for everybody. Because uh, that's a, that's just a, it's just it's a weird deal right now, and it's a, it's it's not a good thing, and it's a, I, I feel for them all that uh, it's having to go through that, and you know, be sitting there thinking, chewing, you know, chewing, and I'm chomping fish, you know, what am I, what am I gonna get to go? Am I not gonna get to go? You know, what am I gonna do if I don't get to go? You know, and it's um, it's it's I feel for them, and, and I mean, I would I would not wanna, um, not wanna see them have to go through that, and I hope they hope everything goes smooth, and you know. And get in and go just like normal. So, I agree, man. And I think that if more people are heading to toward North Dakota, you know, instead of not being able to go into Canada, I think that could really screw up North Dakota for the future. You know, you have all these guys that aren't used to hunting there, and uh, maybe they are, maybe they're not. But uh, you know, maybe not respecting you know the land because when you go out of town people are like oh whatever i'm only here for three or four days you know and they go to a farmer's field and stuff like that like if you have that many more people trying to hunt north dakota because canada's closed it could have a lot of future ramifications too well yeah i mean you know just as well as i do i mean one one person can run it for everybody you know and it just you know like you said you know not taking care of a field and then running it up and you know that 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 you'll make him mad one time, and it's just going to run it for everybody, and he won't, he won't let nobody hunt. And I mean, you're right. That's uh, that could be a that could be a big a big deal. You're right about that. Man, that's how we got one of our uh, one of our most productive farms for like the last five years. Is uh, the guy who was guiding on it before that buried his freaking dually out in the middle of the cornfield after it'd been raining for two weeks straight, and he freaking buried that sucker and rutted the whole field up and was banished. And uh, we actually ended up taking that thing over for like the last five years because he screwed it up. Right, right. Yeah, that uh, it, you never, uh, you never can be uh, too uh, too cautious, too uh, you know. I guess you say uh, you know too careful with uh, with somebody else's property, and you know make you know make it just basically just treat it like it's yours, you know, and uh, um, you know just. Uh, because I mean, it, it's uh, one one person can run it for everybody. That's for sure, and, and it's. Uh, Especially when something you got a good thing, you want to make sure and keep it a good thing, you know. And uh, 
uh, some people don't uh, realize that at the time, and, you know, maybe even here in the moment or whatnot, and, you know, just, uh, just gotta make sure and make, you know, take care of, uh, what takes care of you. Yeah, man, I, uh, it has become good for the farmers almost with the ones that we've had relationships with, because we almost become like little roving security guards for them, you know, uh-huh. going out and scouting every day at different locations and you know you see them you give the wave and they're like man you guys are always out here it's kind of like a little bonus security for them right right so did you ended up i know uh i just listened to our first podcast today you know just trying to remember what the heck we went over you ended up getting all your stuff in the ground i remember you were uh trying to head down to the farm yeah yeah we uh we got it all we got it in and uh some of it some of it did get um you know we did get a pretty good rain after you know right after that and some of it got flooded out but um we went in we replanted it and everything and i've just got some uh um i've got some millet that a buddy of mine uh yeah for me it's, it should be here i think he's got it matter of fact we're gonna go we're gonna go in here pretty quick and uh get that put in you know in, in the um, the dead spots and uh you know around the edge and stuff like that but i mean pretty much it's uh it's you know it's planted and uh just time now just uh just gotta wait so um <laughs> uh, we're definitely uh we're definitely okay on, on water as far as uh moisture so uh you know we could we could uh do away with a little bit of that uh, for a minute but, but yeah we're uh, we're just uh counting down man yeah did you uh originally put in like corn or something yeah 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 we've got we just got a full we got 40 acres um right on the right on the, the refuge line on the south end of the refuge uh on crab orchard um, we hunt it every day and uh it's we got about um, i don't know about 12 acres of you know flooded corn that we're gonna have there but it's uh it's basically it's a 40 acre track a 40 acre track and the 80 acre track and, it, and all of those are right next to each other and all the only thing that separates them is a skinny 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 tree line so um you know they're spread 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 and uh mojos 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 and <laughs> Um, you know, it's, um, at times it's, uh, it makes things tough, but you know, there's times too that, um, it's as good as it gets, but, um, we just, you know, it's just, just, they're just going nocturnal anymore. It's just, it's, it's like on a 200 inch whitetail at times, you know, and then the weather, like, you know, we was talking, it, it just, we don't get the weather and, um, it's a lot of factors, man. A lot of factors. Do you do any guiding off of it, or is it more of just uh, your guys' private camp? Yeah, it's just private anymore. And we we did for a while. One of the geese did still come, but um, we uh, the we sent back the last year that we did it. They quit coming, and uh, we sent back quite a bit of money because we just call them and say, hey, you know, there's just it's not. It's like trying to kill a, a zebra. You know, and they look. There, a lot of them. You know, we sent the money back and said, "Okay, we you know, appreciate you calling." You know, but there were just a few of the parties. You know, they would, uh, they would just kind. They would come anyway. They didn't care. But and then a couple of them, you know, left in. We get you know a couple bunches in there, and we got to, uh, you know, we got to get in on them. But um, we just after that, we just you know, Dad said, "Heck, you know, we're not gonna." I can't do it anymore. He said, "I can't sleep at night." You know, knowing I'm taking somebody's money, and knowing that I know damn good and well that there's not going to be. A whole hell of a lot of chances and he said if any chances you know so we just we just did away with it and you know it's just now just uh, just kind of just private and uh, you know just kind of get a getaway deal for us so man it's such a it's such a fickle thing you know setting up the outfitting or guiding or anything like that because 
you know, you might be doing good and have a, be in a great spot that winters a lot of birds or, you know, you're on a major flyway and then you have a goofy weather pattern or, you know, some new reservoir opens up and it just changes the whole thing. And it's not like you can just, you know, move the family, you know, pick up and move. Right, the right. Birds. I know guys. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of take it with a grain of salt and, you know, make the best out of, uh, you know, the situation and, um, but yeah, it's, it's the last couple of years, man, for where we're at for us, it's been pretty, pretty pitiful. I mean, it is, it's been pretty bad. I mean, it's, we don't get the geese. Um, it, no, it's, it's, it's horrible. It really is. And it's, uh, uh, it's tough, it's tough to get out of bed at times. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it's, uh, because when you know getting up and there's, no wind or there's an east wind or you know it's uh, foggy and you know it's just at 55 degrees out and, and you know damn good well, you're not gonna, you ain't gonna have a chance to kill many of people right there at first light but after that you might as well just first 30 minutes you know after that go home you know it's, it's like I, shooting I, freaking teal you know yeah, that's exactly right i mean it's just not worth it and it's just hard to get out of bed sometimes whenever you go for you know a week and a half or so and it's just like that every day you know and you sit out there till you know noon or nine or ten you know ten ten o'clock noon or whatever you know because you're fired up it's the first season but man it can get it can drag you down and get old really quick you know and it's uh it, it, it's it was like at all 60 days last year pretty much uh, we had one good day you know really good day and you know the year before that we had you know, some good days but um you know, we, i didn't hunt a whole well a whole lot last year but um it's um it's still yet it was everybody was down there was one farm that killed them kill them pretty good and um, the rest of us was pretty much i mean for the years past second hind hit i mean it was it was everybody was down so but you know it just uh, maybe this year will be twice as good so it'll make up for last year so who knows yeah yeah we need a good cold one man it uh we do it was bad last year i think i spent more time staying in bed last year than i have in the last you know 10 years and, yeah, it's just it's it's just not even you know you know you know just as well as I do you know you know the weather days you look at the weather and you you know you can pretty much pick your days you know and you know which ones are going to be good and, and I mean some days you know you don't think it'll be good and you know it turns out to be a good one but uh, when there ain't no or there isn't no wind and it's fifty five degrees and uh, and you can hear you can hear uh, a pin drop from a mile away or pretty much you know it's just you might as well just. It's hard to get up out of bed, you know, and it's, uh, the way these ducks are getting up out, you know, before daylight and leaving, you know, it makes things even tougher. And then not coming back till, you know, till after shooting time or right at shooting time, you know, it's just, and then you get some right in on you, it's right at shooting time, you know, you get one chance, well, why you got, there's no reason for us to shoot, to kill a pair, you know, when there's a bunch of them coming or a bunch of them in the air circling around, you know, you get to them and kill, we just, it just isn't worth it. So, I mean, just better yet, just to kind of, save the seed and you know um you know save that for the you know the better the better weather days and um it's just uh it's it's a different way it's a different thing of hunting and it just it's it's not the same down at that farm since uh, you know he's gone and it's uh it makes things a little bit different and you know makes you think a little bit differently as far as as far as that goes but um there'll be some good days to come there's no doubt about it so all we can do is just hope for the best with uh Canada being closed, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know what the difference is in birds pushing down and how many of them got beat up on early in the season. And it's funny you were talking about like that no wind man. We were dead last year. I mean, just yep. horrible. 
and we picked up a ton of birds like the last three days of season every pond we're driving around looking at is just loaded with birds so we went and we hunted one of them and it's just a little sinkhole cattle pond man and uh we're set up and i mean you couldn't freaking fly a kite there's no wind whatsoever and we've got three or four hundred mallards circling around this tiny pond can't figure out which way to land and you get six of them land you know and then you're trying to work the group and then they get up and it's we had 10 minutes of just holy cow this is awesome this is amazing but the wind is terrible we're not going to we knew we weren't going to shoot a single freaking thing because you know you could shoot into the the group of six but you're just burning the whole freaking pile of yeah it's them them kind of times right there man it's best time that's just sit there and enjoy the show you know and I pulled um, up the, the uh, Snapchat and just started recording. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I mean, that, you know, that's, uh, you know, times like that, it ain't all about the killing. You know, I mean, that's, it's, you know, getting to see that kind of, a lot of people probably don't even get to see that, you know, that made, you know, birds at a time, you know, doing something, you know, you know getting that close at a time. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's something, you know, you can, you can uh, put in that memory bank, you know, and uh, talk about it for, you know, years to come. Exactly, man. So, uh, did you see that Presley's got canceled today, too? Oh, Presley's did get canceled. Yeah, from what I just saw, I was scrolling through while I was at the gym trying to look at, you know, news, but I saw that uh, Presley's is going to still have the weekend. There are two right. waterfowl weekends, but the contest is canceled, which I don't know that I understand the whole logic behind that, but there's a lot of guys that are a lot smarter than me, <laughs> you know, making those decisions, but... Right. See, that's the same thing. I guess Rogers did too. They they have their waterfowl weekend, but the, the contest was was all canceled. So sounds like to me that I thought Presley's was the last, you know, the last one uh, standing on the, you know, still having it. So I guess they're all canceled then. Yeah, man. I don't know what the heck they're gonna do because there's only six people freaking qualified for Stuttgart, and it's like well, you can't even. I know there's at that point there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk on that about you know on online and you know, social media about you know what they should do and stuff and i i don't know what uh, i don't know what the what they're going to do either i mean it's it's a it's a toss up i mean everybody's got their own opinions about it i mean it's uh it's going to be i don't know I, I don't know if they should just just wait you know wait for the year or, or i don't know it's uh it's going to be interesting I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're going to say about it and what they're going to do yeah, there's going to be no right decision, you know? No, that's right. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> Somebody is going to be upset. Yeah, they're not going to make everybody happy. Exactly. That's just kind of the way, you know, that I look at everything. I was talking to Seth Fields um, last Friday. You know, he's doing that, that call-making competition, and uh -huh. he, he had a bunch of backlash over some different items that he had come up with in the competition. I talked to him for like 45 minutes, and I was like, dude, just set it up think it out as best as you can which it looks like you have and i was like and then just run your competition the call makers are going to show up they're going to be happy with it i was right. like but you know you just got to do your thing because everybody's always going to have something to say yep and uh, that's right just don't read the comments that's all you have to do don't read the comments <laughs> <laughs> trust me doing this thing i have to look at that almost religiously because you know <laughs> There's a lot of people who are like, "Yo, you're an idiot," and I'm like, "Oh, that's fine, man. That's your opinion." Yeah, you can't. Um, you're not gonna make everybody happy, and, and you know, if it's one person making the decision, uh, there's always gonna be people that's you know going against uh, what you think is the right thing, and you know, it's uh, it is what it is. So I mean, uh, you know, it's 
that's what makes this world go around. Man, uh, I've been talking with Corey Neekum here the last week or so. We we kind of came up with a, a contest. I, I had the idea on the podcast with Michael Meredith the, I don't know, like a week ago. And we're going to do a call-making contest. It's going to be a call-maker a call contest. And uh, I'm going to have Corey do some freaking judging on routines on it. And remember how in your podcast you were talking about how uh, – how can they judge it if people know who it is? Right. And uh, Corey had sent in his video for one of the contests, one of the meat contests, with uh, just the black black screen, and Kyle had actually uploaded it for him. And so people still knew who it was, but it was like, hey, man, there's the idea. So we're going to do a call-making contest, but you're going to have to be the call-maker running a meat routine on there. They're going to send in videos and be labeled caller one and two. And then you're gonna, Corey's gonna judge the uh, the routines, and it's gonna be you know the call sound, the call range, ability, and then part of it's gonna be you know the routine overall. Because as a call maker, you should be able to run a call, you know, and uh, it's gonna be judging the call maker as a whole, not just the individual call. So something that's completely different and just trying to be outside the box, be creative since nothing is happening in person. Right. Right. That'll be interesting. I like. Yeah, I can't wait. That'll be. That'll be good to. That'll be good to see. I, I'll be. Uh, I think I'll turn out pretty good. Yeah, I think it, it should be fun, man. I'm gonna do it in a bracket style, kind of like, uh, you know, NCAA basketball. You know, just have two guys head to head. And then two guys head to head, and then, then you can move forward. Everybody has to use the same set materials for that round, and they'll find out, you know, four weeks in advance or something like that, and they'll have four weeks to build their call. And uh, yeah, man, it'll, it, there's some bugs still to be worked out, but uh, I've definitely put a lot of thought into it, so I think it'll be a lot of fun. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Just something to stay busy with, you know. <laughs> right. right. Cool. Oh man, so. Let me see here. We didn't get into calling too much last time. We got into some of the uh, some of the online calling competitions and stuff like that. Let's let's go from um, like getting in, not necessarily competition calling, but you you know you guys have put out a lot of videos over the past about learning how to call and stuff like that. So if you were to take some guy off the street who had an interest in uh, calling. But had never done it before. Where would you start at? As far as uh, just or never never touching a call ever, and just just getting just getting the just getting him to basically just get the notes to come out or, or see. Yeah, is that yeah. What you're I, I would just basically. I always always say, you know, you've got to you've got to you've got to crawl before you walk and uh you know um you got to get a foundation built which the foundation is the honk the cluck and the moan and then the murmur and all that other mumbo jumbo fancy stuff is all based around the honk cluck and the moan you've got different kind of moans you got different kind of you know you got fast clucks high clucks low clucks you know and it's just it's all based around um those four those four notes and it's just different ways of positioning your hands and different ways of presenting the air um but you've got to get um those four um basics down before which is the foundation before you can put the go up with the walls and then you know close it in and put the roof on and all that so um you know there's a lot of a lot of people want to start trying to 
to walk before they uh, before they crawl and not what you know they get put in a you know get stuck in a rut and they get frustrated and then they just give up on it you know and if you can get a good foundation built and get on the right track as far as air presentation um and being able to do uh you know the the honk the cluck the moan and you know at 10 out of 10 times you know if you can get them you know nine out of 10 times and almost you know almost perfect get it completely and consistently um you know then it's time to start trying to you know uh putting those note those four notes together and then on the, after that and going on to the more advanced stuff as far as you know the different type types of moans and um you know putting uh, you know spit notes into it and stuff like that but that's a that's that's all something that you know is after that foundation is built um you know it's just it's getting getting and getting those notes those four notes consistently and um and where you're comfortable with doing them and, and where the call isn't running you you're running the call i know there's a lot of times that um I hear guys and the calls run. The calls running them more than the, you know. They don't have much control of the call um, because they're trying to do too much um, than what they really can do. Uh, they know what they're wanting to do, but it's not coming out right. So, um, and that's where that's where you know the foundation is is you know only halfway halfway built. So um, that's the, that's that's probably in my opinion you know getting that, that main foundation built and uh, going from there. Yeah, I would say that's something that I hear a lot of guys, you know, you hunt with guys all over the state, all over the couple of different states, you know, that you go around, and guys who aren't as experienced, it seems like they try to make up for lack of proper technique and understanding with just going as fast as they can. You know, you're like, you're blowing the wrong note <laughs> way too fast, and it's like that... Just because you're doing it faster doesn't make it sound any better, man. No, and, and you know that's um, you know if you're, and that's in a hunting situation. I agree. I mean, totally. I mean, especially like if you're if you're, if you're like in a contest, so I'm sitting back there judging, and I hear somebody trying to do, and I know what they're trying to do, but they're it's not coming out exactly the way it, you know it's supposed to, and they think you know they know it's supposed to come out this way, but they're yeah, they're trying to kind of tweak it a little differently to get it out the way that they can get it out. I don't. I, I mean, that's a point. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I know what you're trying to do, but it's not coming out that way. So if you can't do something and at 90 seconds, don't put it in there. Just leave it out. Cause it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you more. And it's going to help you with me. And, um, it's, uh, you know, and that's, you know, hunting, it's, it's, you don't have to get real fancy hunting in my opinion. I mean, it's, you can kill them with a honk cluck and a moan and a murmur, um, a good cluck moan. Um, a good, just a good, just a good moan, just to get them turned around and stuff. I mean, you don't have to get real fancy. I know a lot of guys, I think differently. Um, and there's times that you know, if you're on the X, you can you can do all that mumbo jumbo and sound unbelievable, and you're gonna still kill them. But um, when it's tough, um, there's a lot of times when you don't even need that call. You just need that flag, and just you know, I, I call it goose calls, you know, to direct them anyway, and uh, to keep them curious. You don't ever want to let you know give your position up. Um, you know, Harold Nice said that years ago, and I heard him say that. And it's, you know, he said, when you give your position up, you know, you may kill them, but you're going to shoot them on the edge. You're not going to shoot them right, you know, the way you want to shoot them 10 feet, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, that, you know, just keeping them curious is the main thing. Um, but you don't want to get, you don't want to get off the ball too much, you know, as far as, uh, as far as the, the, you know, fast and crazy. And a lot of, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, a guy's hands the positioning of his hands too 
you know, a guy like guys would want to run their hand all the way up to the, uh, like the, uh, stainless band where their hand, you know, their hand is touching it, the one that's holding the call. Well, when you do that, all you're doing is just, you might as well just cut the, cut the, cut half your hand off, whatever's on the insert. Cause that insert with your hand, your hand is just going to lengthen the insert, which is going to give you more control. That's going to make it easier to blow. That's going to give it that, that good tone. Um, and you know, the further you put your hand up on that insert, the harder it is to control, and the more air you gotta have to put through it, and the, and the less, the, the worse the tone's gonna get. Um, so, um, your hand is uh, a big part of that uh, that insert as well. I mean, all you're doing is lengthening that up, and that's gonna give you that good tone and that good control. So, what uh, which finger would you say would be like your, uh, you know, the home base? For what you would put, you know, the end of it is it your ring finger? Would it be your middle finger? I tell you what, I, I hold I hold the call, and then whenever I grab a hold of it, um, which I'm left-handed, I hold it in my left hand. I'll I will put my pointer finger over the end around the insert and half of my middle finger. That's where my that's where my reference point is um, because I'll notch my I notch my, my middle finger a little bit um, upward, but I keep my I keep my uh, knuckles in a streamlined straight, and then I always uh, use my pinky uh, knuckle where it bends on my left hand, and my two thumbs line my two thumbs up on my right hand. Um, my right pinky will touch my left pinky knuckle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, almost like you're putting your uh, the first knuckles on your fingers together. Right, right, and I just I just let my middle finger kind of rest. The half of my middle finger rest over that insert, the end of that insert. So, um, and that's just, that's always, whenever I do that, I just, I always use my pinkies and my, my left pinky knuckle on my end of my pinky on my right hand. Um, when I touch that, I know kind of where I'm at. I don't ever let my fingers open up because I, I just imagine like they're taped together because you let them go wide up. If you let them go apart, you can't throw your sound near as good. Um, and throwing your sound in my, and you know, that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, uh, getting that extra point or not getting that extra point. You know, if you can't, you know, throwing that sound two geese back and forth, or if you're walking, if you can walk on the stage, you know, walking away, um, and then walking back, um, it's just, you know, that, that can help you a lot. And if you're opening your hands up and letting that sound go through your fingers, it's not going to sound, you know, um, as real as it could. Um, so, um, you know, like that's also something to keep in mind too, as well. Um, I don't ever let my, and I don't move my hands a whole, a whole hell of a lot. I know a lot of guys will get up there and don't want to move their hands, you know, a lot and think that's, that's the way to do it, to throw your sound, which my hand doesn't move much at all. Um, especially the one that's, um, holding the call. I mean, I don't even, I might move that middle finger that's resting over the top of that insert a little bit. Only time my hands move a whole hell of a lot is when I do my hails. And I open them wide open. I, I go with the note, though. Um, I don't hold, start off holding them wide open. I just go, I start the note and kind of just, you know, take a three-quarters of a breath. And that's the same way that Butch Richenbeck told me on Duck Call and Two on the Hail Calls. He said, say one, son. He said, three-quarters of a breath. He said, don't take a full breath. And I kind of took that into the goose calling uh, side of it, too, to where I don't, I don't want to burst the air. When you burst the air, a lot of times you're going to take a chance on ruining your whole 90 seconds because that first note, you, can, you can't you can win with the first note, but you can definitely beat yourself with the first note. Um, so I've always tried to just take my time and just to ease into that note. And with the further I ease into that first note on, on the hails, 
that's that's when my hands start going i goes with the note and then i'll open them up right whenever it breaks over and i'll push it you know they're a little bit harder at the end when it breaks but um my hands don't move a whole hell of a lot and it's um um, more if they do move if any of the hand moves my right hand of which one it's um, is going to throw the sound so um, you're going to you know you're going to you're going to have your tone which will be my right hand and you're going to have your control with the with your left hand which is holding the call so um, it's um, it may sound a little bit um, in depth as far as what I'm saying there but it's it's um, um, I do a lot better visual with somebody <laughs> um, you know, it's just, I mean, I do, it's just, I, some people can listen to audio, but, um, I can do a lot better with visual, but, uh, but yeah, that's just, uh, you don't want to get too, too crazy with your hands as far as, uh, when it comes to blowing a goose call. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And that's always, you know, how I was taught to blow a call is, you know, you keep those knuckles freaking together and, you know, you don't, you're not moving around and goofing around too much with it. You don't want to be like Ricky Bobby and not know what to do with your hands and, you know, right. them all over the place. Well, and then the plus, you know, like, the, you know, starting somebody off, too, that's never, like, you know, going back to that, um, you know, holding with just two fingers on the stainless band or just holding it above the band and just holding it, not even, no hands covering it, just two fingers and getting that that honk or that cluck to come out, getting that, that right air presentation and that right tongue movement uh, to go to the roof of your mouth um, to get that, you know, that reed to break over. Um, that's, that has a lot to do with it because, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can break a goose call over. You can break it with your, you know, your hands. You can break it with your, uh, you know, break it with your cheeks, but it's not getting that good snap. I mean, just like a goose's tongue, you look at a goose honk, his tongue goes to the roof of his mouth. You know, it, it's, that's how he breaks his notes over. I mean, it's, I mean, that's just, uh, you can't argue with that. Um, and I mean, I know some people say anchor your tongue here at the bottom and all that. I mean, a tongue, your tongue's got to go to the roof of your mouth, not the tip of your tongue either. The tip of your tongue may may bend down downward a little bit, but it's the part of your tongue that it seals inside your top teeth. Because um, if you go to the tip of your tongue, you, air is still going to go around your, you know, on the inside. And that's not going to, you may be, a, it may break over, but it's going to be a lazy break. You know, it's not going to have that good snap is where you're cutting that air off um, on the roof of your mouth with the part of your tongue, which might, which I always try to tell somebody over the phone is when you're laying your hand on a flat surface, your two middle fingers are the, the longest, and that's the tip of your tongue. If you move back in between, your, right behind your um, fingernail, that first little set of knuckles, then your main knuckles on your finger, in between those two there, that's about the part of the tongue that's going to hit the roof of your mouth. That's for me anyway, you know, that's what's going to seal the inside of my top teeth to get that reed to break. So, um, that's just, that's, that's the way I've, you know, I've always explained it and, uh, to guys and it seems like it's helped them, you know, quite a bit because a lot of guys get misled when they say, you know, the tip of your tongue, like, even your tip of your tongue, there's air going around that. You can't seal it off. So, um, you know, got a lot of guys, you know, get, I tell them that about laying their hand on a flat surface. It's, it's really, it's helped, um, it's helped a lot of guys that's had that problem. It's called, you know, and, and is having that trouble getting it to break over, especially guys that are trying to, older fellows that try to, you know, convert from a, um, a flu call, um, to where you blow the air and you, you can use your cheeks to to a short read pop in the air and bringing it up from your diaphragm. You know, that, that's really, that's helped a lot of, the, a lot of guys that I've, uh, I've talked to over, you know, in the past. So, um, but it just goes right back to 
you know, getting that right foundation and, and uh, not getting in a rut, you know, getting somebody that's, um, I mean, some, if you can get somebody that's around, you know, around town or around close to you that can help you one-on-one, that's even, that's, that's even better. But now this, you know, there's so much great instruct, instructional tool online and stuff that's uh, so helpful that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, everybody picks up on it so much quicker nowadays. And it's, uh, it's, it's definitely helped to help the industry, no doubt. Yeah, man, and that's really great information for everybody who's listening because, I don't know, I can visually, you know, I can put all that stuff into perspective, Um, you know, is when you're anchoring, if you're not anchoring your tongue, I I like to anchor mine at the bottom of my teeth, you know, so that way I keep that tip moving because if not, I'll get ADD and not do it as well. When you're touching the roof of your mouth, do you ever move to the front of the top of your soft palate? or like to the back to change the tone like i'll do it with a duck call and make them make that uh that i'm trying to think of the word that combustion chamber you know the the part of your mouth smaller or bigger you know like if i want a deeper duck i'll touch with the further back of my tongue or i'll pinch that sucker down if i want to almost make like a little teal call you know out of a the same call right right no i mean it's um i I always just try to just tell people like just like you're sitting and watching tv you know your, your tongue is just where's it at whenever you're watching tv you're not sitting there you're just watching your no talk you're not talking that's where you know that's where i try to you know tell people that's where i'll start my tongue and then you know i start presenting the air and when i start presenting the air you know it's more the it's the tip of the tongue will stay on that downward slope but it's the more air you put you know the more further your tongue goes up the more air you're putting into the call um and it's um you know, like a triple cluck, you're not, you're, I mean, the triple cluck, you're not, your tongue's not going three times the roof of your mouth. You know, it's, it's, it's more of the back of your throat and your hands. Your hands is controlling it too to get the three pitches. My, my hand always moves with each, with each, uh, with each, uh, roll. You know, if you're just doing just a triple cluck and it's just, it's just gonna, without moving your hands up, you know, kind of, uh, you know, more closed and then open, open to get the three different pitches. If you just do it and just keep your hands in one spot, it's just going to be three monotone, just the same set, you know, the three pitches. But, um, but it, it's uh, my, it's all with normally the back of my, normally the further back of my throat, back where like where the little thing hangs down in your throat. That's where um, I get it to roll like that. It's not a lot of people think of triple cluck and they're wanting to do cluck cluck cluck, la la la. You know, their tongue's wanting to slap, you know, all three times, and it, you can't buy it. my tongue's not that quick. You know, so. Um, but it's uh, I always try to open my hands each note when it rolls further open each time to get those three different geese um, but uh, but then again when you do that you're going to have to present more more air each time um, as you go so um, but yeah that's um, I always try to just tell people starting off just like you're watching TV um, you know and it's just whenever I watch TV I mean if I'm going to do a moan my jaws just my bottom jaws is going to pr- pretty much drop and you know and then my tongue's going to stay the same way i just got to find that right tone um that you're looking for to get that you know that right moan which there's all there's there's a half a there's a half a dozen different moans nowadays but the good old low moan i just try to you know just tell somebody just like you're watching tv and so i mean that's um, that may not work for everybody but you know it's worked for me and and uh, um it's helped it's helped some guys you know that, uh, that i've told that too so um but that's not the only way i mean it's uh you know whatever works best for you that's that's the best thing to to keep doing if it works don't if it isn't broke don't fix it 
<laughs> well, and that's part of the, you know, a lot of the problem with different callers and calling, you know, guys that are not to that proficient level is breaking bad habits. And uh, that's almost harder than just starting fresh and trying to teach somebody how to do it because naturally they're just going to keep going back to those bad habits. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they know it. That's like, you know, like I was saying about it, but a fellow trying to go from a flute call to a, a short recall well he's he knows what I, you know like if i'm sitting here with him he knows what i'm i'm telling him to do he knows what to do but when he does it his brain is so conditioned to doing what it's done for the so long it's you know it's just it comes out you know say 50 percent you know and it's just and that guy can get frustrated like that and it's uh and when you get stuck in that rut you, you become you know those bad habits you know create and um it um it is. I mean, I, there's there's times I've had you know kids in there in the shop that's uh, coming there, and I I mean within within five you know within five minutes, I mean they're they're breaking the call, which I've got them always breaking the call with two fingers um, before. If it, if not nobody, if they've never had any experience with a short read, always the two fingers, and then we worry about you know then we'll add your hands stuff. But that's that they, you're getting the right air presentation, the tongue's on the roof of your mouth, you're breaking it over, you're not using your cheeks, you're bringing it from your diaphragm. Um, and uh, and then you know once we get that you know and once we get that down um, then we can you know move forward but um, that right um, getting the right foundation built man is the, is the whole key to 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 moving on and and you know being you know more advanced. Yeah, it's that learning to walk you know before or learning to crawl before you walk and then you yep. run you know you have to. Yep. You have to figure it out and set that foundation and build that muscle memory. Is there like a good drill that somebody could do to, uh, you know, start building that just initial learning how to call muscle memory? Because I'm sure there's a lot of guys that, ha you know, there's so many YouTube videos out there that people could throw on. But, you know, heck, we're on audio, so why not? Well, I mean... Uh... I mean, I, I had a kid one time, he said, he said, well, I want to go, I want to be able to go faster. You know, and it's, it's, it's uh, you know, and it's faster stuff there between, you know, coming down before it's come back and then after he comes out, it's come, to, after he comes out, it's come back. I said, buddy, I said, that's, I said, I can help you, but I said, I cannot make your tongue any faster than what it is. I said, um, that's something I can't do. I said, you know, but Richard back, I was just, you know, like on a feed call. My feed call, whenever I was younger, it was super slow. I mean, it was like in slow motion. <laughs> and I struggled with that. And I just, he told me, he said, just anywhere you're, you know, just in, you know, in class, just do it under your breath. And over time, I just kept doing it, and then just over time, it was just like lifting weights, and it's it, you know, it got faster and faster, and then, um, it became you know pretty easy for me, and uh, and that's that's what I told that kid there, and I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, a year, a year or so, year and a half later, I mean, he he got his speed where he was, you know, he was happy with it, and uh, and I mean, I just I said, buddy, I said he got, he kind of looked at me when I when I said that to him, like, well, you, what do you mean you can't help me get that? I said, but I. I can't make your tongue any faster than what it is, you know. I said I can, you know, but I mean, he, he understood, and then you know, after you know, I t told him about the, the duck calling deal with Butch telling me about that, and uh, uh, it made sense to him, and and uh, and I think that's uh, he did that uh, over you know that year and a half, and I mean, he, his speed his speed went from a, a say a three on a scale of a ten to you know a six or seven, you know, and I mean it was it really improved a lot, so. Um, 
that's that's about the only thing. I mean, as far as muscle memory on your, you know, on that goes. I mean, that's about the only thing I've got on that. <laughs> right on, man. How uh, how important is building that lung capacity? We talked about it in the first one, and you were talking about your first time out to worlds, and then uh, when you went to the senior division when you were twelve. And uh, then the next couple of years after that, and your dad said, "Just wait, man. You don't have the lung capacity for it yet." You know, um, how how big how important is that? Do you guys do like? I I listen to you guys at contests, and I'm like, dude, I, my, my freaking I know after you know you're working a big group in or a spin or something like that, and you're just like, holy crap! At, you know, at the end of it, your gas is how big is a uh, that cardiovascular uh, lung capacity? You know, play in a, a contest situation. Uh, well, it, uh, a lot because um, that has to do that the lung capacity is that has to do with power but then again it has to do with transitions too if your if your uh, transitions aren't um if they're real choppy and stuff i mean that's gonna make your routine just basically look like a gravel road instead of a good smooth paved road um and that you know if you're trying to catch your breath if you're trying to um if you're out of breath you know you get on the end of the notes you're trying to get one more note out and it just comes out really weak and, and just uh um I always try to have a call that's a little harder. I mean, quite a bit harder, really. You know, whenever I'm uh, practicing, um, you know, a few weeks before, and what I will do, I will just as fast as I can go, but not so fast to where the notes aren't coming out, you know, all the way. I want them to be still separated um, and come out clearly, but I will go as long as I can go on one breath, and I'll I'll do that, you know, for, you know, several times you know six or eight times like that and then i'll kind of just work on my transitions but um i always try to get something that's a little harder and you know as fast as i can go for as long as i can go and that just seems like that's helped me over the years to get that you know what i've lost um in between you know contest and uh, you know practicing and stuff like that um because the calls it's you know going out of the shop um isn't tuned, you know, like a like a contest call. It can be, but you know, it's you know, it's not near as hard. So, yeah, you can work on your transitions and all that. But you now, when it comes down to your contest call compared to the ones you're tuning, um, you know, it's it's a little different. But uh, I always want something a little bit stouter than what I really can handle. Um, and then the one I uh, I'm practicing with, even I want it even a little. I'm even more stouter because I mean, all that's doing is just you know building me up building me up and then um the contest call i want it to be like man i don't know well oh, it's a little stout but i don't know if i can do it or not well, when you get up there your adrenaline's going you don't even feel it um so uh, but you definitely don't want to be running out of air um on your transitions and then be looking for a spot to catch your breath you got to know where to take your breaths on those transitions because man that can make or break a routine as far as flowing and and you know and coming out the way you want it to come out I know there's a lot of guys that get up there and they'll honk, 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 honk. They're either out of breath trying to catch their breath or they're lost as last year's Easter egg. That's the only, that's the only way I can explain it. I mean, that's that's, where, that's what goes, comes to my mind when they're they're doing this solid honk, 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 honk. Well, where are you in here, bud? You know, are you lost or are you trying to catch your breath? Which neither I don't like, you know, if I'm a judge. And uh, that's what we call a check goose. And, uh, and I always try to throw a double cluck in there. If I'm going to do that, if I'm trying to catch my breath, I'll throw a double cluck in there or uh, something different than just a just a single cluck um you know to keep it 
to keep it uh, interesting. You know, if he's a single cluck, uh, it's going to be a lot less interesting as a, a double cluck or uh, uh, you know something, some kind of some kind of little uh, uh, segment that you got. Um, whether it's a cluck, moan cluck, or something like that to catch your breath where you're comfortable with doing it uh, to go on into your next uh, transition. So um, that's, uh, that's uh, I mean, that's that's about the only way that I've ever built that up as far as, you know, my, my lung capacity. But, I mean, it's just, the lung capacity come with, you know, at that age, 12, I mean, it, it, you know, by the time I was 16, it got a little bit bigger. Not much, but uh, it, uh, it did help out a lot, though. I mean, that... that uh, you know Kelly, 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 and Dad uh, Powers and Dad. They, you know, that's what you know. That's what they uh, they told me. They said, "Just keep your head up, man. You know, it'll be there. It'll be there." And it did. And I mean, um, growing and also having a call that's harder to blow. And I mean, I'm not talking that's a little bit harder to blow. You want something that's quite a bit harder to blow for you, but still have a good tone for to where you can kind of keep that ear for the tone. You know. Yeah, it's like you know the equivalent of. Uh you know, being a, a batter on deck and swinging that heavy weighted bat, you know, <laughs> trying to get that, yeah. uh, that strength build up, not necessarily for that, but, you know, just building up that muscle so that exactly. way it's easy once you get up there. Sure. Because, <laughs> man, when you get up there, you're, you're I mean, if, if, it, anyway, if you're like me, I mean, my adrenaline gets to going so much sometimes, and I get going too fast. I mean, I'm, I'll tell you right now, there's times, there's contests I might just, just get so nervous that, I just, I'm looking around for the light, and I'm already done. Well, I just rushed it all through, and I'm like, my nerves got me. And, uh, and it's just, it happens, and it's just, uh, uh, you go too fast, and it's, uh, you know, that your, your adrenaline's going way too much, and it's just, you gotta, you gotta, you know, that's something, too, that, you know, a lot of people, you know, they think, well, I don't know, I get nervous. Well, you got if you don't have any nerves getting up there, um, you know, it's there's no reason to be up there doing yeah. it. I mean, you, you know, it's, that's, that's what it's all about, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you got ice in your veins, if you're not nervous getting up there, that's right. And I mean, you know, uh, you know, I've learned, I still haven't learned how to you know, overcome them completely because I mean, I, I don't think I ever will because if I ever quit getting nervous, I might as well just hang it up. You know, and that's uh, that's just uh, that's that's the way I feel about it, and it's uh, it's it's that's why I like you know about the uh, being there around everybody and having the the you know, like we talked about this, you know, the, the being able to see, you know, the McCall making deal like you were talking about, you know, being around right there around them, you know, the other foot to the top last, you know, last round, being around the top five, you know, being around everybody and, you know, the suspense and, you know, just, uh, you get to, you know, hear them, you know, hear each other and, um, you know, everybody's listening to everybody and, you know, listen to who, who's going to, you know, who messes up or, you know, who blows good and you're putting the pressure on this guy and you're putting the pressure on that guy and, um, you know, it just, uh, suspense and, uh, the nerves and uh, just everything all together just uh, it's it's to me man it mentally just drains me I mean I know it's four, only four and a half minutes three rounds but it just absolutely just drains me after a contest I'm just killed but yeah you're on edge the whole time man just... the whole time man you gotta get a right mindset and uh, it's uh it's it's tough on it's tough on me I don't know it's I don't know how tough it is on all these other guys but I'll tell you what me I just it just I'm wiped out what have you so what do you do when you get up there and you you know you got too quick and you ran through that whole routine and you look up and the lights not come on yet and you're hitting those last three or four you know notes that are the end of your routine do you try to change it or do you try to add something in there to fill that time or you just rolling with what you brought and going home short well there's 
times there's there's times I've I've been waiting on the light, <laughs> and there's times I've been turn around and feel like how long has this light been on you know i'm like you know so it's i don't like i don't like either one of them i don't like either one of the feelings but uh i know if if if, I, if i'm back there judging and i hear somebody sitting there just kind of just honk honk, honk honk just trying to sit there at the end forever and everything you know that you're basically rushing it so a lot of times i'll do maybe try to do a little bit more and then once that light comes on um i'll pretty much just you know, just cut it off then because that's still, you know, got 10 seconds. I mean, 10 seconds is a long time. It isn't, but it is. If you set up there for 10 more, eight, you know, eight more seconds, just a ha, 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 ha. Yeah, and, right. You know, they're they're gonna just know. basically, you know, by the time the light comes on, they pretty much heard what, you know, they want to hear. And I mean, you know, it's just, but if you get, if you get, you know, you're down there to your ending, coming down your ending at 60 seconds, yeah, I mean, you're probably, probably in a world of uh, disappointment because, uh, you know, you got your nerves got you and you rushed it. And, you know, I mean, they know what they're listening for back there and they know what they're doing. They know you rushed it too. And you know that you're fixing to probably not make it in the next round. Um, but um, you can get up, you can kind of sit up there for a minute and do it, but don't want you don't want to sit up there and just overdo it. Um, but I, I guess I'd rather be like that maybe as to turn around and, that light's on and you don't know how long it's been on because it's just you're coming say you're coming down and you're doing your two geese or however you're doing before you come down before you land and you land and you turn around and you're not supposed to be on you're supposed you know about that time you land it's supposed to pop on well you don't know what's going on if you got two seconds (laughs) or if you got 10 seconds you know so um you know you can tell that that too i mean if somebody gets up there and they're doing it they just oh quit and walk off man i mean you know right there i mean that should be a point right there you got caught by the light and you know you wasn't on your game and it's just uh, you let it get away from you so um there's a lot of things that just it's it's it is i mean it's i don't like either one of them i know it just you, you get frustrated and you're like man i you know i knew i you know i knew better than that i knew better than that but you know what i still i've done it i've done it for several years calling these contests and i still get caught at times and i mean it's just it's just part of the game you know, nerves get you, and it's just, you just got to try to overcome the best you can. And uh, that just goes with, with uh, experience, you know, and in time uh, on stage. You know, you cannot get enough stage time. That's no doubt about that. There's nothing, you cannot buy stage time. I mean, it's, it's, it's you got to be up there and just have that. And, you know, each time it's going to get better, and you learn some, you learn something each time. If anybody tells you they don't learn something each time up there, they're wrong. I mean, I learn something each time I'm up there. Um, you know, whatever it may be. I, I mean, whether it's, you know, maybe not to do this or, you know, it just whatever. I mean, especially when you're just starting out. And, um, you know, don't be scared to ask questions. Um, you know, it, I mean, it, just not to the judges. I mean, ask, you know, we're, we're helpful. I mean, you know, we'll tell you. I mean, you know, it may not be what's exactly what you want to hear. And it may not be the same thing what I'm going to tell you or this guy I'll tell you or that guy I'll tell you. But, it's helpful in, 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 you know, a certain way. Um, and you can, you can also, you can grow from everything that you're told, um, whether you agree with it or not. Um, I mean, it's, um, there's some help. There's some, there's some help. There's some ways to, to grow from it. Um, that's what I should say. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, anybody, any of us, I guarantee you, any of us, anybody that's, uh, you know, calling these contests, um, I would say, well, if you go up to them and ask them, you know, questions about anything about a routine or uh, about you know their routine or your routine or you know um, they're going to help you. They're going to they're going to they're going to give you some time. So um, 
you know, anybody out there starting, you know, just starting, it's just, you know, kind of debating on whether, I don't know if they want to do it or not because, you know, they, you know, they don't know if they should do this or that. Don't, no, don't let that keep you from, uh, from, you know, doing it. You know, do it and uh, go to them things and you know, ask questions and, and don't be, don't be scared. We're not going to just, just you know, turn our head away from you and not talk to you and, and help you. Cause, I mean, I guarantee you, if any of them does that, um, then. Uh, they, uh, they don't need to be there doing it anyway. So um, I guarantee you 95% of them will help you uh, any way that they can and, and show you um, any questions on any, any notes you got. So, um, but uh, you got to have that stage time. And without that, you know, it's hard to get any better. I agree, man. It's like getting those, rep, those reps in, you know. That's the only way to ever – learn how to deal with the nerves and you're talking about uh you know the other callers and how you guys help each other out and help the new guy out with questions yeah if yeah. there's one thing that i found out from talking to all these competition callers is the, the unified voice of we want more participation more callers nobody is going out there to run another guy off you know <laughs> no because the, the lack of participation and what it was is it's it's decreased you know and it's um um Granted, the other yeah, prizes at some of these contests and what they what they were one day to what you know maybe they are now. I mean, may not be as great, but you know that that has to do with you know the economy and, and a lot of things. It's just it's it, the dollars. The dollar is a hot, lot harder to come by nowadays. Is what you know it was you know years back, and it's it's um, it just, it costs a lot to to put these things on, and it costs a lot to for the guys to get to the the contest. So um, it's just a um, we're not going to turn anybody down. That's for sure. But it's um, it's just uh, the lack of participation is is a is a big factor. And uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. Of, you know, everybody's got their own opinions on it. But it's uh, whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's um, we need more. You know, we need more the merrier. Because um, you know what, good competition makes you better. And I want to win when everybody's there, when the best is there. I don't want to win when there's just four or five guys there and, you know, it's just, you know, a little deal. I want to win when all, whoever, there's, there's 40 guys. I want to know, I want all 40 guys. I want all past 12 champions there. I mean, that's when, that's when it makes you feel good. And that's when, you know, that's where you can grow from it. And, and whether you get cut the first round or you make it in the last round, you're going to learn from that contest um, because the best of the best is there. And um, whether you're sitting out there, if you get cut the first round, you sit there and watch the second, third round, you're going to learn something. I promise you. And I mean, that's just goes to being and, you know, going to them things and having that stage time. And, uh, and after the contest, ask, 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 ask. That's all I can say. And I mean, we're going to, I mean, we'll, we'll be more help, you know, happy to help you. So, um, it's just, um, you know, not, not having that, not having a bullhead or not being, um, you know, kind of, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, standoffish as far as like, you know, not wanting to ask questions. I mean, you cannot do that. Um, cause you've got to have help, um, to get any better. I mean, like I said, in the last deal, you know, I mean, anybody that says they ain't had help, uh, throughout the way, you know, getting there is well, that's that's not that's not right i mean everybody's everybody's had some help getting to wherever they're at today you know from somebody so um ask questions and and uh just you know keep an open mind and 
about all I can say on that deal, you know, it's, uh, cause we're, uh, we only, we only need more participants on, on them contests, that's for sure. It's that old adage, man, that, uh, you know, that iron sharpens iron. you got to go up there and want to compete against the best. If you're, if you're willing to sit at the small competitions and you're like, oh, yeah, I won this competition, well, it's like, well, yeah, that's great. I'm glad you got that experience, but nobody showed up, you know? <laughs> you you want to go against the best of the best because that's the only way you're going to push yourself and uh, learn from them, see what's going yeah. on, ask them. If, if you're not around a Hunter Grounds, a Robbie Iverson, a Shanahan, a Kyle, you know, like if you're not around those guys, then you're not going to learn from them, <laughs> which is you're just shooting right. yourself in I mean, the foot. You know, they pick up on the, you know, pick up on certain segments or you know, trans, the way they transition, uh, the way this guy transitions, the way he does his ending, the way you know, every little thing. Uh, you know, because uh, I'll tell you what, the, you can change your routine, but you cannot change the way you sound on a goose call. You have, every person has their own unique sound. I don't care what call, what kind of call you blow. You can pick up 10 different call makers calls, and you're going to sound the way, the way that you present the other. Your, your sound, you've got your own sound. I, don't, I, mean, uh, I mean, Shannon's got his own sound. Robbie's got his own sound. Kyle's got his own sound. John Wall's got his own sound. I mean, Forrest Carper's got his own sound. You can just, when you, you've been around it so much, so much you, you know, you know, they're, again, you can pick them out out of a crowd and, and 100,000 people. I mean, it's just, they've got their own sound, and that's the only way you're going to sound on a baseball. You can change your routine up all you want. But when you go to honking or clucking or doing your transition, I mean, it's just the, like Robbie, he's got one certain moan, and just, it's just deadly, and it's, it's, Nobody else does a moment like that, in my opinion. It's just, and he, he blows clear, he blows, you know, he's powerful. You know, there's other guys that's, you know, there's quick. I mean, it's just the way they sound, each person, is uh, their own unique sound. And it's, uh, it's uh, you know, each person can learn from each one of those people the way they blow his call or duck call. Um, you know, it's, it's just uh, uh, the way it is. And it's, uh, you know, whether they're, you know, the way that, you think it sounds good or it doesn't sound good. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's all, it all works to, at a certain point. Uh, did you, know, you did you uh, just move, brother? Oh, okay. Did I cut out? Oh, I could hear, hear what you were saying, but it started to sound like you were underwater for a second. Okay, how's that? <laughs> better now? Yeah, 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 much better. Okay. So you, yeah, you were saying you know everybody has their different sound. Yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's it's just the way that they present the air to the call. Some people present more of a clear, a clearness to their notes, um, as to you know more of a guttural. I mean, it's a, it's you know whenever you do a cluck or a honk, I mean, it's it's uh, it's just the way that you know your unique sound. Whether you've got you know any kind of call, whoever's call maker, whoever's call makers uh, call you've gotten in your hand. I mean, you put the air to it. And that's just that's the way you're going to sound. Um, I mean, I can't, I guarantee, I, I'm not going to go out there and I cannot sound like uh, Robbie. And Robbie can't sound like me. But now, can we blow the same routine? Yeah. But, you know, uh, the way he's, if he was to blow my routine, it, you know, it may not flow as good as what uh, it was, it does with it the way he, you know, blows his and vice versa. Um, you just got to get with what you're comfortable with. Um and, and go with it. Um, but I guarantee you, somebody that's getting into it, you can learn from every one of the guys I just named. Um, and, and there's more out there, too, you can learn from. Um, it's just, um, you just got to kind of just take 
take each little bit that you want to take and put it and make it your own uh, your own routine and uh, um, and that's not just saying you know just take his routine from to, to a T because if you take somebody's routine to a T it's not going to flow the way that they they make it flow um, so you know that's just going to get you discouraged and uh, I got I got cut the first round I, I took his routine well it don't matter he's got it the way he's he's got it pinned the way he's got it pinned he knows he's got it you know polished up you gotta have you gotta you know change it up and you know if you're doing something similar to the, to you know these guys change it up just a little bit and do it the way that's comfortable for you and the way that, that you're confident with it um, and you know do your own unique you know uh, I just, I, you know, unique, uniqueness to the, you know, to your routine. Because uh, I always like to be, I don't know, I always like to be different anyway. And in, in, in that aspect, as far as routines go, um, just something that somebody else isn't doing. You know, nobody else is doing. That's the main thing. I mean, that's just like hunting too, or, or a fishing bait, something throwing something that nobody else has got. I mean, that's that's uh, that's what you're looking for, and uh, doing something just like. David Coleman coming out, you know, blowing, winning the world live with the tube call. Well, now look, everybody and their brothers infatuated with these tube calls, these tube call sounds. I mean, that's what he come out and he had something that you know nobody else had, and look what it did. It just blowed people away. Well, now everybody's wanting wanting the tube call sound, a tube call, and and uh, it's just uh, you know, have, being different, man, is is uh, in this game is is uh, and having something nobody's got. Everybody wants, but nobody's you know what everybody doesn't have, and. Uh, you know that's that's uh, I think that plays a big part and uh, in a goose routine um, doing something that nobody else is doing and it's still sounding realistic. So, um, but uh, just you know doing your own thing and polishing it the way you want to polish it um, that uh, that has a lot to do with things. I think when it comes to a goose routine. That's perfect, man. I uh, I couldn't agree more. And you know I think I've heard your dad say something pretty similar on a podcast before. So. Uh, it definitely, uh, man. When I watched freaking Coleman come out there with that tube call, it was uh, insane, man. Uh, I'll tell you what. Each year, each year that he won, he he would be listening to the, some of them sounds that we was doing on on the you know the short reads. Well, he would. He's like, man. He's like, I had things that you know, sound Well, he would come out and he would have something new all the you know each year. And I, I mean, it's some of the stuff I heard him. I was watching a deal. Uh, he was in Sean Mann's booth, I think, and he was. I watched a video on him, a couple of them the other day, and the stuff he's doing on it now is, it is, it's wicked, man. It's lights out, and uh, he's he's really he's really taking it taking it further than what he did the first year he won. I mean, it sounded unbelievable the first year he won, but then you know from the first to the third year he was doing a couple different uh, moans and stuff that it just. It's it's amazing. It's it's he's he's unbelievable on that thing. I mean, I've I've tried to blow one a little bit, but I'm not really spending a lot of time with uh, with trying to blow one. But I'm gonna I wouldn't mind getting one because I mean it's it sounds just like a real one, no doubt about it. I mean it's real as it gets, and uh, he can make it sound as real as it gets. And I mean there's nobody any better, I don't think, on on tube call, and uh, he's got it mastered. That's for sure. Yeah, and he's one hell of a guy. On top of that, I mean he's a. He's all smiles and uh, he's good as gold, man. I need to get him on here too, man. That thing. Is- hey, that is exactly David Coleman would be a damn good one to have on there. 
we'll definitely have to make it happen. Yep. Yep. Well, yep, brother, no doubt about it. I appreciate you coming on. It's getting late here on Thursday night, but dude, you put out so much good information that I think is going to help out a lot of people who, you know, might be interested in getting into some of the competition calling and uh you know figuring out where to start because i think that's so overwhelming for a lot of guys just like oh dude where the hell do i even start at and uh, yeah you put out a lot of really good information we still got to get into some of your specific competitions so i'm gonna have to have you on here again at some point well i'll tell you what anybody that's, that's got any questions they can give me a call or i mean it, you know i guarantee you all these guys that uh, it's in this competition calling i guarantee you, you can get in, get in touch with them call them on the phone i guarantee you they'd be probably more than happy to help them all they could over the phone too so i mean uh, just just keep an open mind and if you guys have any questions just uh, you know give us all all absolutely brother Oh, I will let you get some sleep. I know you got a, a fishing tournament tomorrow, so good luck to you, brother. And uh, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. All right, bud. You have a good night. You too. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. Hunter Grounds, version two. It was just as good as the first. He put out so much information. And uh, hopefully it helps you guys out, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you share it, like it, do all that stuff, tag some buddies. Um, I just talked to Seth yesterday, this morning, I can't remember, it's been a really long day, um, about getting the next blank for a new call. It's something new offered by him. Um, he's going to send it to me, so I'm going to spin it up here in the next week or so and post it. It's going to be the next giveaway call. It's pretty wicked. So, uh yeah, man, good old Seth over at Swampwood. He uh, he's always, you know, giving me something to uh, show you guys, look at, and get a call ready for you. I'm rambling at this point, so yeah, have a good one.